0: Alright, alright, damn, bro. David, David Goggins would stop saying, "be stop being a bitch." Wait, let me go check like my underarm because it's like fucking into your shit. Alright, it's confirmed, bro. What? Definitely, definitely getting worse. Can you see this?
1: I mean, we can just be straight up right now. Tom has a rash, so he's 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 going through it, but uh. We're here, and we're back, and we're thinking with new ages.
0: New age thinking. <laughs> what is this, episode eight, seven? This is episode Ocho. Ocho.
1: Episode eight, and I will put this up here. But uh, it's, usually it's at the end of the week. We're having, a, we're having an early one t- this time around. It's only Tuesday on the 28th of the 8th episode of July. But...
0: Uh, yeah, what's on your mind, brother? What's going on? Um, same old, same old, bro. Just continuing to make some really good content.
1: Yes. Right? Absolutely. Is that right? Yeah, it's all about content. That's what the, that's what the differentiate differentiator of this century is
0: all about. You're the you're the content king.
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm getting there. I'm not. Um, there's plenty of people above me that that make uh, loads of content and better content. But
0: When did you start uh, making content for Dream Big?
1: Was, it was about three years ago. It was January of 2018, I believe. 17, 17. So it's actually funny. My, my introduction to all of this was kind of unorthodox, where I was just at a point where, I played sports 90% of my life. You know, this is what we've talked about past episodes. But when I got to college, I was trying to figure out what I enjoyed. So I was just consuming everything. But when it really clicked for me that I wanted to create something, you know, I, I was working one day and I was drawing Dream Big on a napkin and I, was, and I was making the logos. I was really intrigued by how it would look. I was like, yeah, I want to start a podcast, you know. Gary V. influenced me a little bit. Some other people I like influenced me. But I was like, I just love people's stories. I always have been that way. I've always interviewed people, but just without Mm -hmm. recording it. So I was like, screw it, start a podcast. And that's how I got into content. And podcasting was my thing for a long time. I kind of wore that on my sleeve, uh, stamped it on my chest. But uh, from there, it just kind of grew. And we'll get into it, how I, you know, diverged and, and came back on path and and did different things, but that was the introduction what, to it.
0: What do you, what do you think um, is, why, why is like storytelling so powerful?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, for one, everyone has a story. Like for you, you have a very unique story. And then also without story and storytelling, you wouldn't be able to live your life or have a position in your career. Like in order to sell and persuade people, it all comes down to storytelling. Um, and I know that word has a bad kind of rep, rep with it. Uh, people kind of do it in very greedy ways. But storytelling, like the root of it, like everything derives from that. Like any yeah. video you watch on social, any I- conversation we're having, like it just makes, it makes the message more potent and it, uh, it explains what's actually happening clearly
0: yeah from like, like a neuro level i would like to know like why is that even like when i'm studying or trying yeah. to learn something new i know i learn. i know when it's like an animation form and like a kind of a story mode it just hits me differently and i it's got to be something psychological that uh, the human brain just is attracted to That's a,
1: i'm actually going to write that down because that is a really good question because i as we're getting into the brain and stuff and we're starting to research that more. That would be a really good thing for myself to know.
0: Yeah, no, it's... Uh...
1: Last episode, we always talk about like, what, what nutrients react best in the body uh, and, and how does the brain react to certain foods? Like, what if you knew that, you know, with the sales or you knew that with creating content? Like, what makes people tick? Because I feel like a lot yeah. of people know uh, intuitively how it is and what works, but what if you actually pragmatically knew?
0: So what, so what do you do to differentiate yourself? Because I feel like nowadays like it's, very, it's become very common mainstream for someone to call themselves a content creator and make YouTube videos or such of anything of that. Like, How do you differentiate yourself from the competition?
1: Yeah. So I'll pick up where I left off before and I'll get into the point. But when I started the podcast, it grew into its own. But then I merged into creating videos because I started with this, or I started with a worse mic. It was like a 20 the blue. It was a $20 mic I started with on Amazon. I bought it and uh, just interviewed people around the area. But then it merged into me learning videos. I had a job that was video editing and I started making videos about people. So it was a different form, a different medium uh, of content. And then from there, I started like, yo, I wanna make a company out of this. So I made it to a business but in terms of storytelling and like getting out of the mud of the very saturated platforms now, it's all about the authenticity and the message you're trying to hit home with. Because for me, like for me, right. Who would have thought that, a podcast was a good idea in 2017 when it was probably at the peak like the the top of its phase you know cuz joe rogan like people like them they started like 2005 10s and that's when no one really knew about it you know it's like the early stages but then they kind of grew into it and as they were taking off the industry of podcasting or the media was
0: exponential growth yeah so-
1: with anything and everything yeah it's cool to be like a first mover they say first mover advantage in business it's good to be like a first mover on these platforms but at the end of the day like the person who's most consistent and the person who is like truly doing it because they enjoy it and it's like i say authenticity because that's the only way you're gonna last like you can copy someone for uh, x period of time but people can smell it out like individuals will know when it's not really you, you know, it doesn't really rep your name and, and your purpose. So that like love for it, as they say, kind of wins out and the best always went out like Joe Rogan. Mm. He had kind of first movers advantage, but he's the best. He has the best interviews, best guests, just a very good uh, interviewer too.
0: You know, even how, do you, how do you find your own authenticity? Like how do you build up on it?
1: That comes from practice. Well, yeah, well, it also comes from discovery and from practice. Okay. Um, I always like to use myself as an example, but I sucked at asking questions. I absolutely sucked at everything. Just
0: repeat it. It's just repetition over time, it's, just doing it over and again and again.
1: Yeah, it's what we talk about all the time. It's the repetition of things. It's you being in the gym, you know. Mm. It's it's getting used to how do you do this, but then also like taking in how other people do what they do. Um, and you just got to keep discovering. I said discover because like you won't know until you constantly yeah discover what you don't like. You know we 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 con we constantly talk about this with with purpose and um, doing what you love. But I was gonna add too that what do you think like as Tom? What do you think about social media? Because I want to play off this, but I wanna I wanna get into it for a reason. Yeah,
0: I mean. It's funny that you asked me. That. I, I, I was just writing about social media today. I uh, see, I don't see uh, social media as a bad or good thing. I just feel like it's bad that we don't, it doesn't come with a uh, self-discipline. Like media needs discipline. Like this, I uh, like there needs to be a course uh, taught about media discipline because most people can't decipher the difference between truthful news and propaganda. Like it's, I mean, we have millionaires who spend tons of money hiring psychologists to study public relations and figure out the best way to almost, I don't want to say manipulate, but I'm going to use the word manipulate society on thinking a certain thing is a fact. Meanwhile, people have to decipher the difference between fact, value and opinion. And it's very hard to do within the media realm. And then as far as social media goes, I feel like as far as like applications and Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, that's more psychological on the mm-hmm. fact of, um, you're, you, every time you give yourself away in attention to social media, you're taking away that time you could have had with your own brain, your own mind. And that's one of the most powerful things to do in this world is get to know Absolutely. your own brain. And yeah, mind.
1: Be Introspective. Absolutely. Dude, there, there is a, this is going to be one of the longest roads that, that I go down in terms of explaining everything because I really want to play off that. But to your point of the media first, completely agree. Like the bigger news networks and the way the lobbying and the way they manipulate a lot of things, it's wrong because they have so much power and control. They can create the narrative, right? Mm. But with that being said, that's why I love social media so much. Like, yes, it has deterred people from being introspective, but it's also an opportunity, if you look at it, to really define your voice, find your voice well, find your voice, define your voice, and then understand yourself. Because for me, when I first started, bro, I was all over the damn place. I, I was throwing shit at a wall, and nothing was sticking. I was just taking in all this information, but I think that's the cool thing about this century is it's requiring a lot of self-awareness. Like this mass information was never available ever before. You know, Benjamin Franklin hit one of his big goals when he started, you know, basically founded America was making information available to all. He tried to create libraries, public libraries, you know, Elon Musk, he's like a Benjamin Franklin now. His thing is trying to create internet for everyone. He's putting up 70 Starlink satellites in the atmosphere. But
0: let me stop you there, internet for everyone. That could be a very bad thing if uh, you're uneducated on how to approach the internet. No, but
1: exactly. And I'll get into that. that no, it's a great, great point. I, I couldn't agree with that more. But I would rather have that problem than have people not have access to it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I
0: agree. I agree.
1: And that's why if, if I say opportunity, it, it's the opportunity to understand and discover yourself because that's what happened for me and that's what can happen for others. Like other people. It's interesting what happens when you have control of something and what you do with that, because it really exposes you to your current behaviors and characteristics. Like, what do I do with this free time? Who do I follow? What do I observe? How do I consume? How do I perceive on social media? Um, So I think the social media is like decentralizing everything. Everyone has access almost for the most part but it's exposing who you are as as an introspective individual. Um, And as for the point of of uneducation, that's why like digital well-being and stuff like that and like these meditative practices and these apps are really important and even Mm self-awareness, like those practices and like those guidelines on how to both use the app but how to detach while using it is very important. That's why our friend or when I introduce you to Sean, he's creating, he's in Gainesville, Florida, actually. It's called Nexus Inc, but one of his products is called surfing happy. And it's like surfing the web and doing it happily. Like they teach you how to.
0: Okay. Wait. So let me ask you, if you got someone that is uneducated, but has the can utilize the internet, they have access to the internet. This is a twofold question. One, how do they go about educating themselves on the internet? and understanding the different mechanisms that go into it as far as um how it sucks you in psychologically or how propaganda is used and two once you are exposed to the internet how do you continue to practice to create that awareness because even myself i go on instagram or snapchat and sometimes i'm like oh, holy shit dude you just spent 30 minutes scrolling like well, what are you doing you you know better so what are tools that you could put in place to have that constant awareness.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest, I don't like the, or I don't use, I'll say, like those, those app timers or like screen time, like, mm-hmm. like that stuff's good. No, no, like the day is important. It, it'll, it'll blatantly show you what you're doing wrong and how much- yeah, I don't use
0: right. them either. I...
1: Yeah, but like the mm-hmm. thing about that is like, you either have to build a strong base on a self level, and understand the mind, and understand how you work, or you get on social, or you get on social, you kinda like get stuck in the wilderness, and then through your wrongdoing, you then figure out how to do it correctly. Because I think really, people aren't not self-aware. I, I, people aren't just like oblivious to their wrongs. Like, people know they're spending six hours on TikTok right now, but it's their decision to Uh, get off of that. But I think the people that in that case, if people are uneducated on how to use different platforms or social media, it's either because they haven't truly identified their purpose and they're more consuming this content for like a out of laziness type thing. You know, I don't like that word, laziness, or they're trying to figure out their purpose. So there's twofold. But then other people who are like genuinely don't know how to surf, like say a kid in uh, the Eastern world, somewhere in, in India, Africa, or China gets access to the internet for the first time. Like first time ever. They look at their phone and they're like, yo, how does this work? Like for them, it's going to be more difficult than ever because I don't even know how you would navigate that. But I uh, feel I feel like you would I feel like you'd be drawn to how to use it and what people, uh, can teach you best. Like,
0: you know, I understand what you're saying. It's
1: really, it's really like, I'll say this cause it's more of like a, you know, we say people are mirrors of each other.
0: Expand on that. I, I, I never heard that.
1: Like, uh, relationships you have, it's more of, it's not like it's one way. It's more of like the, the friendships you have and, and the relationships you have they're more so a reflection of you and uh, when you interact with people and like you perceive them how they are. Who
0: you hang around with is who you become?
1: Not that, but it's like for you, right? If I were to talk to you, how I perceive you to be is how, it's like a reflection of how I am. They say like a perception of of others. Yeah, but see,
0: I don't think you should ever judge yourself based on the reflection from others, because that's basically you're looking into a broken mirror. You're, 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 you're judging yourself based on another external, like judge yourself on internal matters of what you're thinking, what you're processing.
1: No, I agree with that. That's internally, but externally, you, you, have, you have experiences, you have an environment, you have people, and how you perceive that person is truly a reflection of how you think, though.
0: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you can come off as angry, but that's just anger within is what you're trying to say. Or yeah. if you,
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Cause I think Dr. Uh, Caroline Leaf, I don't want to go on a tangent here about like uh, the psycho- psychological stuff, but you have internal uh, matters that come up and internal processes and you have external uh, intake of things. Yeah. Uh, more so on the external, but I bring all that up because, um, like how you look at a screen, it's the same thing as the relationship. Technology is becoming a, a conscious type thing. And with AI, it's gonna evolve, which is kind of scary, but kind of, you know, advances could be amazing. How you use this is a reflection of how you live, is how you, who you are. How you structure your apps is how you're organized as a person. What apps you have is what your life is dependent upon and how, what you truly care about same thing with social that i just said social media who you follow what you are attracted to it's all a reflection of you the individual and like what your values are
0: yeah it's like it's like uh your phone's like basically part of your life i mean you organize your thoughts in there your your notes your apps of how you, um like your daily apps that you need it's uh yeah uh, your maps has a record of where you went and um, are going you got all your contacts, which are your relationships. It's literally just like the filing cabinet for your brain. The phone. It's yeah,
1: it's, no, exactly. Which is which is awesome and needed because that like uh, delegation is important. Because I would rather live in a time like this than uh, filing like flashcards in a. Uh, no,
0: I I agree with that. I I and that's why it's just it's just like it's a huge filing cabinet for your brain. But therefore. It's new to the human species. Exactly. Which requires an attentiveness to discipline for it. Exactly. Um, bro.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Deming, true. it back to. Uh, I want to bring up one more point, and then we can okay. go on because we're at like the early stages of what is going to come with technology, and it's okay right now if people don't know how to use it. But I think the one indicator that people don't talk enough about is this technological age is really causing uh individuation and we talked about this before but it's not like individualized individuals becoming like uh individualizing themselves it's more of like the word individuation is like you're becoming yourself in a society um whereas like individualizing yourself is like you're just becoming your own sole person you don't care about society but i think it's cool because social media allows you to really find your place in the grand scheme because you're so connected that's why the niche is so big. That's why you have uh, a, a page on Instagram that just talks about desserts, has a million followers because it's so niche, you know, it's so individuation-like. Yeah. Know? Really helping that person to really find
0: their niche. I mean, do what you, they could, love. you could build a business on reporting about Pokemon. Like it's, like and, anything, and, then, and then you anything. could find a whole community of people who love Pokemon. It's like, it's uh, it's revolutionary.
1: It is. It is. That's how you use it, though, with what you talked about. Exactly that.
0: Um, because we we're talking about psychology, I want to stem it back to content creation. What are, because I know you interview a lot of people through um, Dream Big, and when you're creating content for them and trying to explain their story, what are mechanisms you put in place to really poke at, like, their deeper um like what you really want to um, express to everybody like how do you dive deep into someone
1: yeah and i remember as i talked about before when i first started i was so bad at that and we can even talk about some of the failures i had and some of the things i learned doing it wrong but when i did it right and how i do it now the best practices are you have to do your research you really have to know like who you're interviewing, what they're about. you have to know what they ate for breakfast the morning before. like obviously not, it's metaphorical, but like really know them better than they know themselves, because uh, secondly, the next point is like, when you form questions, you should always have a list of questions ready to ask them in an interview or like um, interview types set, Because when you do, you don't want to go by the script. You don't want to be attached to. Your list and be looking at it during the interview. It doesn't seem mm. like you want to. I can
0: I, I can relate to that a lot too. It's it's like with a uh, real estate. Um,
1: yeah. You don't want you
0: don't want to be following a script when you're following up with someone. You you want to know what you're talking about, but in order to do that, you need to know where where do they want to go? What were they doing previously before this conversation? Did you match their tonality? If you're just thinking about a script and reading something you're not really going to, um, relate to them as
1: Yeah, that's exact. That's like the kind of third point, which is perfect. Um, it's really about, yes, you can have a structure to the script and you can have like overarching themes like their upbringing, um, lessons they learned, how they got into their career. um, specific events like books they read to make them better. If if you if you find
0: if you feel that they're a little closed off about one area, so how do you poke that area to get them to expand?
1: Yeah, so I'll get to that. But like you have these set categories, but as you said, you want to mold it to the person. So you gotta know either beforehand what they don't like talking about so you can ask them. Or if you ask it, it's sort of like that's why the script is important, but you shouldn't be dependent upon it. Because when you are in the
0: flow, uh, the arena
1: of interviewing them, you gotta read them. You know, you gotta use, you gotta use your information you researched about them, but then take in how they're enjoying the interview, what they're reacting well to, and trying to play into that. You know, really like go down a hole if they really enjoy talking about a certain category. Um, so it's a lot of like you have to be aware of how like how you're asking questions and how you're do- interviewing, but you gotta be able to read people well which is what you do well, you know, make the proper
0: adjustments,
1: you know, you really got to be able to read other individuals,
0: which as far, not, not on the scheme of like, as um, what you did wrong, but when you started making content, I know it's, you're basically expressing yourself in in an overemphasis to the world. What are some feedback you got from like maybe your friends or, from people that you thought were your friends, or just the average person who wanted to comment, like did did you get a lot of disrespect? How how yeah. did you deal with yeah. it?
1: So uh, no no influencer. Uh, I think we actually did an interview with someone who's an influencer and she asked her this. like a
0: fitness influencer.
1: Yeah, she she is yeah. But her yeah her name's Kelly. Um, but but she talked a lot about this. At first, you're always gonna get hate for what you do. Um, but for me, like I, I, I preface that because
0: like she she was getting a lot of hate, or you when you had her on, you got a lot of hate.
1: no, so when so she has a massive following, so when she first started on Instagram, uh, where she, that was a platform she started on, she got some hate from people, but her biggest hate was herself because she was so mm. afraid to post. you know her sister was kind of pushing her so much like, post this, post this, post this, and you realize. That, what you think is your worst is probably what people think is your average. Or if they're hating on you, it's just that they're afraid to even do it in the first place. So, the thing I learned early on, and when I really get into it, because I will tell you right now, and I was thinking about this today, I am nowhere even remotely close to how much content I want to create for my personal. I've been so consumed with creating content for everything else, especially Dream Big. Like, I haven't focused on myself that much lately but when i get into it like it's 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 going to be a whole lot but what i learned beforehand to get to this point is you you really got to understand like what it is that you're that you're trying to preach to other people and when others do get a little so you got to
0: choose your audience
1: you got to choose your audience you got to choose why in the heck you're doing it because if mm. you don't define your why Define your why. That's why I said the other point, you always got to work on yourself before you jump into this fray. And they say action cures all. And I kind of embodied that because I just went into it and I figured it out. But uh, it's... Yeah, no- Tony
0: Robbins says all the time, action is the cure all.
1: Yeah, but it would have been nice to be like, all right. But I wouldn't have known, even if I tried to set a direction before I started, I would have I been thinking of nothing. I only knew from doing and doing wrong. So... To that point, like, when you start, you can't be afraid of what others might think. You got to really hone in on what you do well. You can't, and when you hop on, I think the only reason I like trends is because it'll allow you to gain your following to then focus on using that following to preach more of your message. Like, trends you shouldn't do just to get clout. Trends you shouldn't do just to, you know, have your name put on a, a, a banister and get some entitlement to you. Don't let it feed your ego. Only let it feed your mission and, and, your, and your purpose and what you're actually trying to –
0: Do you see decide. ego taking over a lot?
1: Subtly, to be honest, yeah. Like I, I think it was either ego or I was like diminishing myself because there were so many times I tried to do it that I was like, no, nah, man, you're not – just stop. Like you're not doing it right. Like you're not good enough.
0: Yeah, your self-talk has to be on par on par You're exposing On yourself par. to this society.
1: But the one thing I will say is that I'm glad I did. Is if you are in that space, still document, like still get in the in the framework of recording things. Cause even when I wasn't releasing it into the world, I still made every video, every night of me talking about my current take in life, what I'm going through. I always journal. I always do all these things, but one day when I'm really ready, like I'm going to let it all out. Cause I have all this stuff archived, but, um,
0: when, when will that day be?
1: As I was referring to before, like it's starting to click. and It's going to be really soon. Like yeah. I'm really, you'll, it's, you'll it's, just know. this is the, this is the important thing too. If you have the ability financially to create content and do things, um, outside of like uh, a job you have, take advantage of it, man. Like, a lot of people that are financially restricted and stricken right now, it's harder for them to create content because they have other things to focus on and to prioritize. But if you have that free uh, space to do so, like really like put all your effort into it. Because um, when, when I didn't have much of that burden, I didn't take advantage of it. But now that I know the importance of it for doing it wrong, it's going to be a different ball game when I, when I have the space and, and financial bandwidth to do it.
0: Yeah, um, no, I <laughs> – yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. It's uh, Gary Vee says this. It's like, we're living in one of the greatest times ever. And, I mean, to actually really think about it, like, overall as, like, a species, the fact that, like, humans are still here and we're not, like, trying to destroy – I mean, yeah, we have war and all that stuff. But, like, the fact that, like, we're still here, like, yeah. from the beginning of time is crazy. But especially in this age, like, never before can you actually, like – make an income and build, like, build a house and do all this from your laptop. Like, all you need is now a brain and some access to, um, whether it be YouTube or an internet site or a social media application for your whole life. Yeah.
1: YouTube is the university in certain cases now, or you have online courses in which you can learn. But the one thing I really want to emphasize right now is at the end of the day, no matter what era we're living in, there's always going to be those, those douchebags and those, and those phonies and those fakers. Like, everyone that tries to front, they might show out in the first uh, part of the phase of the 21st century, but the people that are going to win out are those that have, like, true intention to what they're doing and, like, really care about it and really nurture it. Like, that's why I, one thing I wanted to bring up that I was thinking about before we started recording was people think like all they see on social media is hate and bad. Like look at all the people that are being healed and like transformed and like all these positive messages from it. Like it's going to be so cool to see business and just people become nicer and like more caring, yeah. all this stuff. Cause I think, man, it has been too, too long of a drag-
0: problem. The problem is that the problem is when chaos erupts from negative news, that's where, um, people make their money, you know, because then everybody wants a quick Fix how do how do we fix this problem? And that opens up another. It's just solve it's, the problem.
1: If you if you got stabbed, why would you put a bandaid over it? You know, figure out where you need to stitch within the wound. Like, if yeah. you're not willing to really put in the put in the effort to understand what's wrong, then you're gonna get hurt later on. So. It's not like the, it's like, if you yeah, if you put a bandaid over that stab wound, it's just going to keep getting a, a scab put over it. But then you're going to keep injuring it because it's not fully healed. Like that's, that's, that's what it is at the end of the day. And then I don't think, you know, human nature might not change. People still might act the same, but I think the, the power of having every person connected on the world allows for the opportunity for the positive uh, waves to take over.
0: I mean, yeah, it comes with good and bad. Everybody connected because in no world, like, like perfect harmony it will just never happen. Yeah. There's just division <laughs> between the mind. Uh, you have division within your own mind. So for everybody to come in with harmony is impossible. No, universal but
1: won't allow it. Yeah.
0: The question is, is I personally, I'm just waiting for, I want a media source that will just portray truthful good news and it's like what happened with uh george floyd and the cops and uh the the rioting like every they all they did was show like which cop was getting beat down or which cop um maced an innocent civilian but they didn't show like that one cop in michigan uh holding hands with um the one black man saying hey like let's walk down the street together Like that had to come from, what was it, like an Instagram story? Like it wasn't on the media. So it's I'm waiting for one of these content creators to just blow up to where they're like the main source of news, but they accurately depict the truthful good things that are happening because I think that's going to have a direct translation to society because if you see good, you do good. If you see bad, you just believe in the bad and you do bad. And I think it's all just part of um, a rhythm. So to speak yeah. of
1: yeah, that's that's spot on. I, I individuals are becoming their own media companies in ways like they have the ability to. I was going to ask you if you saw the one video that got taken down on Facebook. Uh, did you see the the one doctor scientist? She was with a group of scientists, and she said that hydrochloroquine is a can heal COVID, uh, but
0: yeah, well. But then they were, using that in, they were using that in the hospitals, um, next to, um, well, actually the ventilators that they ordered, it was proven, it was proven that when someone was put on a ventilator and they didn't need a ventilator, what that does is it helps your body breathe. So it's breathing for your body, which yeah. makes your body stop thinking it needs to breathe, which was causing a lot of deaths. But hydrochloroquine was working, but I... I mean, I don't want to get too conspiracy, but there was a um, theory that the reason why they don't um, expose hydrochloroquine as the uh, antidote for Corona was because there is no money to be made. If you produce a vaccine, I mean, there's so much money that now is going to be produced because everybody's going to have to buy it. So, I mean, once again, I, I don't know the in-depth details of that. But um, it's just, once again, we, we know the bad side. We don't know the good side. And it's just yeah. uh, polarizing society to where now you got people that are for whatever the government are saying with the doctors. And then some people are just completely on edge saying everybody else is evil. Meanwhile, if accurate, truthful news was just brought, there wouldn't be such a wide variety of division. Everybody would be a little bit closer and there would be a better chance of finding that equilibrium towards a solution.
1: Yeah. If people knew uh, what the repercussions of them doing wrong was, they, they probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. How bad it was. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Let me ask. So where do you from, cause you're a lot more credible in this area than me. Where do you see, um, like not just YouTube, but content creation, um, Facebook videos, Instagram videos, TikTok, like where do you see um, all this yeah. going for the future? Yeah. So for media in general, I see
1: VR and AR taking over completely, absolutely completely. Like I, I, I think Snapchat will take over because they're so uh, well like positioned with their app. I think they can really integrate a lot of AR VR and they're already doing it. And they bought out a gaming company as well. So esports is going to take off. They're just going to continue to crush it. And uh, AR VR is going to do well. You have a lot of the kids wearing Oculus Go's and really enjoying that interface. Um, along with that, I think audio and voice and the chat bots will continue to, to win out. Because if you have the efficiency to say, like, hey Alexa, what's up, like to do that, it's, it's much easier than having to type it in or you can say, like, hey, text this person and it'll do it for you. Um, I see chatbots as well. Chatbots is basically like an AI um, response system to in, in messaging. So if you're a business or a person, you can have the thing do it for you, but not in a robotic way. Like it's actually yeah. like a, a good response. They call it a um, – language neural language processing like nlu or something um where it's that's like the framework the consciousness type framework it uses to respond to individuals um, um so I, I see that ar vr voice uh chat bots some types of ai and yeah i see no happy
0: yeah. you said that i uh, before i ask my last question i want to ask you this um one i want to s- ask you where do you see um ai where do you see ai in like five years but before i have you answer that i am i want to hit you with this um i don't know where i read this from but in order for ai to actually become such a threat to human society they would have to tap into the unconscious mind and be aware of their own present state but in terms of um the neural in terms of neurology and neuroplasticity and psychology, scientists haven't even um, haven't even learned how to understand the unconscious behavior and un- understand the unconscious mind. So, how in the world do mm. people see AI developing that when we don't even know how to develop it within our own selves?
1: Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a great point because I don't think we can reach that until we understand it ourselves.
0: So yeah, I, I think, I, I, I really
1: think the, thing, the thing about that, though, is if you give technology the ability to understand itself, it can then communicate in its own language to other, uh, tech, like other machines. So there's even a case, and people probably bring it up all the time, but Google had this research study where they gave uh, two machines uh, an AI, like they, they programmed it into the machine and at one point the two machines were talking a different language that the humans and scientists couldn't understand in the research study so they shut it off and they, they were pretty taken aback by it but uh, I've never thought about it the way you posed it I, I, I don't even yeah. know how it's going to go to be honest, like everything's kind of foreign to what can happen in the future I'm kind of just focused on yeah what-
0: from my um, My opinion is I don't believe it just because I'm more interested in psychology and neurology to where if I believe like if we don't know the human mind yet, how in the world are we going to create something? But then when someone like Elon Musk goes on Joe Rogan and says like, no, like it could happen, like. Then then I question myself because obviously that man knows way crap more than me. So it's it's one of those fields that I always love to get someone's opinion on.
1: Yeah. It's going to be crazy to see it unfold. Hmm. It it, it is pretty insane to see what Elon Musk is uh, building with Neuralink. Did you see what they posted the other day? No. What did he post? So you can put the chip. There's an attachment on the back of your ear, and it allows for – The stems to communicate with like your brain system, and he said that you can play music from it,
0: um, it's like with your with your thoughts and stuff. I want I want no part of that, bro. I I I just put in any technology. (laughs) Be honest though, like, do you remember when
1: Steve Jobs? Well, you don't remember we weren't alive, but when Steve Jobs created the iPod, like, who would have thought you could touch a couple buttons and just put it in your pocket? Like, people are used to the big like Walkmans,
0: um, yeah, no. But the
1: fact that you can just put in your like right by your ear. It's scary as hell, but I think that biotech is going to be the next big wave. You talk about different industries,
0: VR, AR, voice. Biotech's going to cause an uproar. That's hundred percent.
1: Biotech can be lethal, bro. I, Biotech's
0: going to cause an uproar. Dude, that, that, thats the next revolution of technology.
1: Yeah, these uh, <laughs> these uh, movies that like predicted these things. I want to know who's who wrote these scripts because uh, yeah, right. They're pretty forward thinking. Clairvoyant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh, dude,
1: I, I did want to mention, too, uh, I am – this is uh, second mulligan. You know when, in golf when they have mulligans?
0: No, I'm not, I'm not a big golfer.
1: So, golf – I got to get
0: into golf, though.
1: Yeah, you should. For Yeah, you, eventually. I, I can't see you doing it, but maybe uh, – Yeah, I've always
0: been into contact sports, but I, I mean
1: – But yeah. I – yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, but I bring it up because a mulligan means if you uh, hit the ball and it like, goes in the water, you do a redo, and it's called a mulligan. You get two mulligans the first nine holes and the back nine holes. I got a mulligan last week because I didn't do split screen. I'm going to get one more, and I'm going to take one more mulligan because uh, 30 minutes into the uh, talk, I flipped it to split screen. So we ah. need another mulligan. <laughs> Technology. No.
0: I technology.
1: Yeah, Listen, bro. I
0: couldn't. I couldn't. I gotta learn. You're way more skilled with it than me. Yeah, so. we,
1: before we start, I gotta make sure I flip it. God damn it! No.
0: But, yeah, well, if it wasn't for you, we would be. Would yeah, be a mess right now.
1: Well, we're just starting too. But this is this is cool too. Talking about technology. If the internet wasn't a thing, we wouldn't be able to do these things.
0: And enlighten everybody.
1: It's just powerful the way you can uh, disperse knowledge. I remember the guy who created the internet. I, I forget his name, Tim something or Tom something. He said that he had an article come out a couple of years ago and he said the way the internet's being used is actually wrong. Like if you were to go back and redo it, he wouldn't have created a www dot, like the worldwide web.
0: Yeah. Well, I just type everything into Google. I don't ever do www. <laughs>
1: that, that, that's an example. <laughs> Yeah, that's an example of uh, what's going to come. Like, imagine instead of typing into Google, you can ask Alexa. Like, that, that's going to be so intuitive for humans. Like, yeah. think children, the way our parents see us Googling stuff is the way we're going to see our kids asking machines stuff. Technically, mm. we're asking machines to do stuff for us. We're just typing it in.
0: Yeah. The so, human species becoming lazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, I completely disagree with that, actually.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah.
1: <laughs> lazy, lazy is the wrong word, too. But we'll, that, Everything's being delegated. Everything's being outsourced to machines and technology. It's just how you use it. And it's also a point to not just let that run your life. You got to make sure you still have your wherewithal. You got to make sure you're still psychologically sound. And you still have a pretty intact mindset. Mm. Going on doesn't mean you just like throw the white flag in. I don't have to do anything. No, you got to know how to do it to play the game. You got to know how to do it to operate in this world.
0: I think that's well said. It's well said. It's a great way to uh, wrap it up.
1: Yeah, exactly. So appreciate your time, Thomas.
0: Appreciate your time, Anthony.
1: Yes, it's a pleasure. Get that. that get that rash shield up. The that. <laughs> get that ratio up and we will uh we will see you next time folks
0: bro it's like i feel like it's on my ear now and it's like, you know? yeah so all i right. mean i'm slugging water right now bro i'm just <laughs> like I, I go david goggins mode i'm just like i'm like nah you're weak in your mind right now you're weak in your mind <laughs> yeah <my> he's <laughs> like fainting yeah
1: all right, all right, bro. right brother I'll talk to you we're out